0: Welcome to Heroes of the Realm. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason He. Before we begin today's story, I'd like to thank this episode's sponsor, the Wine Merchants Association of Ostmyth. When you are seeking the finest wines, cheeses, and other stuff, there is no finer merchant in all the realm. Walk-in visitors are not accepted, so book your reservations today for the Wine Merchants Association of Ostmyth. This week's tale of Two Ports is told in two parts. First, our heroes return to Fells Bay, where our heroes free Nasamente Pilar's gaseous form from a mason jar prison. Greeted by both new and familiar faces, the party prepares for a voyage on a swift Lamequin merchant vessel. Then, after sailing north across the open seas, our heroes arrive at the great port city of Ostmouth to receive a less than warm welcome. Escorting a shipload of the healthiest hogs in Briar County to Fellsport, our heroes survey the docks for a Lambequin merchant vessel. With the late afternoon summer sun reflecting off the water, they see Mount Wren and the silhouette of Romlin's Tower across the bay. Having defeated Lord Tarnath and installing a democratic government in Zerdin's home county, the party has accepted an offer from Eisenberg Lambequin, the nobleman turned county steward, to sail north on one of his family's ships. To help fund the reconstruction of Briar's Glen, the people's council agreed to sell a shipload of fine swine to the Lambequin family. "'Tis a very fair and generous price. Is it not? Meeting our heroes at the docks is Captain Jan Veneer, a veteran sailor. She stands on the quarterdeck of the Mirhopper, one of only a handful of ships left unscathed by a bloody sea battle between the realmish navy and coastal elven corsairs. I've spent half my life running goods for the Lamequins and not once have I ever lost their precious cargo you can trust that I'll deliver you to Ostmith intact. With time to spare while Jan loads the hogs into the Merehopper's hold, our heroes head into town to gather sundries before their ocean voyage. Wandering through the Fellsport Bazaar, a familiar bellowing voice fills the air. Pickles, get your pickles here. Pickled radish, pickled herring, Pickled musk fungi. Ah, can I interest you in a rare thousand-year owlbear egg? It's none other than the former bounty hunter, Rojack the Relentless. With his mind wiped by Zerden's forgetting charm, Rojack stumbled upon old Stanwin the Lightkeeper's pickle stash and accepted a new calling. Relentlessly touting his pickles, our heroes eventually cave in to Rojack's sales stamina. Zerdan forks over gold coins for pickled radishes and musk fungi while xandar negotiates for a thousand year owlbear egg in a large briny jar at the flying dolphin our heroes pause to enjoy the local spirits when Zerdan notices his magical dagger charm piercer is gone xandar attempts to magically locate the missing object while athenia sets her pine martin ronir on a hunt for the stolen dagger Leading the party to dwarf town in an alley where Nix, the street urchin, is cornered by Lav and Athena. Negotiating a trade, Zerdin convinces Nix to join our hero's journey to track Nasumente, offering up Charmpiercer as prepayment for her thiefly skills. With Teenager in tow, the party returns to the docks to discover two dwarves loading a barrel of ale onto the mirrorhopper. A gift from the Clan Speaker for your heroic aid to our Dwarven kin back in Briar's Glen. With Pickles, Pigs, and Pilsner on board, our heroes set sail. As Captain Jan Veneer pilots the Merehopper through the mouth of Fells Bay, a great horn sounds from the peak of Mount Wren, clearing the evening mists. Lav and Athenia's elven eyes spot a robed figure, who Lav identifies as Ulten, the wizard also known as Stanwin the Lightkeeper, who bottled Nasamente in gaseous form in an attempt to foil her mission to deliver spell components to destroy the Elvish leyline. Ulten waves to our heroes in friendly acknowledgement and their auspicious journey takes to the open sea on the hunt for Nasamente. Once again, this is a tale told in two parts, made possible by the Wine Merchants Association of Ostmouth. Book your appointment today to peruse and purchase fine wines, cheeses, and other stuff. Beyond the safe waters of Fells Bay, Jan Veneer recommends the Meerhopper hug the coastline for safe passage. But aware that Xandar, was ship's navigator for the late Captain Hidalgo, she offers the party an option of sailing on the open sea to halve their travel time. Xander pulls out his trusty compass and sextant and charts a course. With fair weather and favorable winds, our heroes sail north without danger or delay. Under clear skies, they approach Ostmyth, the realm's major port city and home of the great realmish shipyards. The city is divided by the Mythos River, a natural border between the realm's northern and western provinces. Lambequin HQ is located on the affluent south side, framed by lush, rolling hills and the fertile delta soils of the western province. Across the river, the grittier North Shore is home to fishermen, sailors, and the realmish tradesmen and dwarven carpenters who work the shipyards. Strangely, an elvish embassy looms above the neighboring realmish huts and hovels at the northern edge of the city. Its protective enchantments shimmer in the morning light. Jan Veneer turns to Athynia and Aelar and issues the elves a warning. You best be vigilant in Ostmyth. Many folks lost kith and kin to elvish arrows in the Battle of the Saphir Sea. Your kind is the enemy here. Especially on the North Shore. It's wise for you to stay hidden in the safety of the Lambequin offices. Gustav, Aylar, and Root are quite content to enjoy the Lambequin's hospitality after sharing the Mir Hopper's holds with a sounder of swine. But not interested in wasting time in posh comfort, Athenia urges the party to scour the city for Nascimento last seen in Ostmyth after the Battle of Realmsguard I and the breaching of the Elvish leyline. Donning a disguise, Athenia convinces Xandar, Lav, Zerdin, and the teenage Nyx to row north across the Mythos River. Slipping into a seedy North Shore tavern, our heroes find themselves reunited with an old traveling companion, a rogue they met many moons ago in the village of Cloverton. Hmm. Sorry about taking your horse, Zerdin. I had places to be. Oh, and try the stew. It's good. Our heroes were not expecting to see Zane so far from the high desert where he abandoned the party. After several bowls of fish stew and a sparse exchange of words, our heroes hire Zane to help Xandar locate the Hidden Wizard's Guild office in town. Staying clear of the main thoroughfares, our heroes make their way through the shadows of Norshore, while Zane gives Athenya tips for not seeming so elvish. Arriving at a nondescript building, Xandar detects the magical glyphs disguising the guild office. He cautiously scans the building by summoning an arcane oculus. Spying a familiar acquaintance he knows as Jagdish the Enchanter, Xandar decides it is safe to enter alone despite the presence of Jagdish's Iron Golem. As the rest of the party stands guard outside, Xandar navigates the conversation and discovers Jagdish's allegiance to the centrist faction of the Wizard's Guild. The conservative centrists seek to restore the ley line and resume the realm's 400-year isolation from elven lands. Though Jagdish is no friend to elves, The two wizards are united in their opposition to Ellucian Solinger's radical faction. Together, Xandar, who learns he has gained a reputation as mage slayer, and Jagdish browse the guild library's logs. They discover that Nasimente visited this very office after the spring equinox and the breach of the ley line. Their investigation reveals Nasimente was researching evaporation magic. Holding that clue in his mind, Xandar bids Jagdish and his golem farewell. Zane accepts payment for services rendered and strolls off into the alleys of Ostmyth. While still on the north shore, Athynia is eager to visit the elven embassy. Are there any of her kind still there? Slouching, the half-elven princess leads the party across the city to the magical elven gates. Revealing her heirloom necklace, she opens the magical seals and the party enters to find a tranquil, well manicured garden where they meet the gnomish groundskeeper, Grindelpuck. Amazed to see anyone in their courtyard besides birds and squirrels, Grindelpuck invites the party to stay for supper. Athynia and Xandar search the embassy's scroll room for clues as to why the Kelodon elves abandoned this place. The most recent records, over three decades old, speak of the elves' return to Kana in preparation for an existential conflict. Meanwhile, Lav, Nyx, and Zerdin relax in the embassy's guest suites while Grindelpuck toils in the kitchen, preparing gnomish delights. Join us next time for more Tales of Valor from the Heroes of the Realm. (laughs) ¶¶ Mm-hmm.